I'm Matt Bellany, founding partner of Puck News, and I'm covering the inside conversation about money and power in Hollywood. With my new show, The Town, I'm going to take you inside Hollywood with exclusive insight on what people in show business are actually talking about. Multiple times a week, I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know, journalists, insiders, all of whom can break down the hottest topics in entertainment to tell you what's really going on. Listen now. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Dana Heifetzai. I'm joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. If you're wondering who to start, who to sit, we have our rankings up at fantasyfootball.theringer.com. So go to fantasyfootball.theringer.com. Our rankings are there. My Twitter's at Danny underscore Heifetz. DK's at Danny B. Kelly everywhere. Craig is at Craig Korolbeck. And then if that collapses, I'm also Danny Heifetz on Instagram. Super easy to spell. So, But we put it in the episode description, but you know, just in case you don't know how to spell that. We didn't have a Friday episode last week. Yeah, we're, I don't know. We're, we're rectifying that today. We're talking about our vibes heading into week 16. <laughs> we weren't going to do a Friday episode, but then there was like a a, a bomb cyclone. What are, I love all the adjectives describing what what like winter storm is coming to hit like the Midwest and the East Coast. It's just like week. this giant storm coming from the Arctic, sweeping down the plains. It's going to hit. It's going to affect literally like every American, except for people in LA, maybe. Um you know what's funny is there's like a little bit of a heat wave in LA. Christmas Day is going to be 75. <laughs> well, I right now, I live in Bellingham, Washington. There's like a foot and a half of snow. This doesn't happen here. It's a big deal. It's basically shut down the city. Um, it's been a cluster of a week for me in terms of like getting around and everything. I can't even imagine what it's like on the West, on the East Coast where it's like much worse, much colder, and it's going to be super windy. All these games are going to be affected. All the games that are outdoor are going to be affected this week. So we're going we're gonna to go through all these because it's just crazy. Yeah, I'm in Pittsburgh. If you hear a corgi barking, it's because I'm at my my uh, girlfriend's brother's place. And honestly, <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to make it. Oh, sh- shut up. You're getting married next year, bro. Yeah, you don't hear me talking about it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not dive into that too much. Uh, you want to talk about the weather first and just go through all this? I think the weather is the big story. Oh, 100% the story of the weekend. Uh, I I mean, let's just zoom out here for a second. I, I read this in CNN and like this this sentence like rocked me. An incredible 60 million Americans or nearly 20% of the U.S. population will experience a below zero temperature with this Arctic blast. Yeah. 
Dude, it's crazy. The one the the stat in that article that blew me away. The Denver airport dropped 37 degrees in one hour, which is a record. <laughs> what? Dude, Cheyenne, Wyoming had a 30 degree temperature drop in 10 minutes. Can you imagine like being outside and it's 50 and then it's just 20 in 10 minutes? Ugh. The real feel. So like obviously the temperature is going to be really cold. It's going to be like in the single digits for many of these games. Yeah. Um, there's several games this weekend, and this I saw this from Field Yates. Several of these games are going to be like in terms of wind chill. Bills at Bears, negative eleven degrees. Wait, also, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. You just used real feel. I've never heard that before, and that should immediately replace wind chill. That is a great term. Is that even a term? Did I just make that up? That's so much better than like the feels like <laughs> real feel. Yeah, real feel. We just that weather. What the weather people love the names for things. Bomb cyclone. Like, real feel. We just that's that's like a great bomb cyclone. Sounds like that's an like action scary. movie from the eighties. Yeah, like how was that not a movie of Sylvester Stallone in like nineteen eighty three? Bomb <laughs> cyclone. Wait, so what temperature did you say was a All negative right. eleven? So feel? in Chicago, Bills at Bears, negative eleven. Oh my which god, which makes sense. The lake effect, if you will, maybe I don't even know. Um, Saints at Browns. Cleveland, this game is going to be crazy. It's negative. It's supposed to be like negative nine degrees on game day. Raiders at Steelers in Pittsburgh. Heifetz, you're in Pittsburgh. Negative four degrees. Heifetz, are you going to that game? I have to tell you guys something. I am going to that game. Oh, my, oh my God. I, I am. I haven't Where's told the long you guys so my girlfriend's birth, my girlfriend's birthday is Christmas Eve, and like nothing ever happens on her birthday. You know, it's like you grow up at school, and like they just do all the birthdays over. Ho- you know, it's Christmas. None of your friends are ever around. So our whole life, like it's nothing doing your birthday. There's no events going on. So like the Steelers is like the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, and it's like all right, let's go. To the Franco Steelers Harris game. just passed away. Yeah. Well, yes, mm-hmm. it's negative four degrees basically, and we're like, oh, do we want to do this? And then Franco <laughs> Harris passes away, and we're like, well, we have to go now. Now this is like a crazy moment, but like. It's, we're all, I, I'm literally going to wear like four layers of socks. Like we're all, like, I feel like I'm the, what's that movie the day after tomorrow where they yeah, go yeah. out? Like, yeah, yeah. That's how I that's feel. Good There's going to be wolves on the field yes. and whatnot. <laughs> um, so shouts to Kevin Roth from Roto Grinders because he put together an article about this and it was really useful and, and informative. He's a meteorologist by trade, I believe. But this quote, how he starts it out is ominous. He says, this is without a doubt one of the worst, if not the single worst week of weather I've ever seen in the NFL. That's so cool. I love a sentence that begins with "without a doubt." I love like those statistics or opinions. <laughs> yeah, that's this like is without a doubt. Something heavy is happening in that in those <laughs> yeah. sentences. Uh, eight games with total with with degrees below forty degrees. No, um, no, sorry. I th- that's eight games with with like game points. Oh, that's forty. 40. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. So. so there are eight games whose totals are in the thirties. Oh that's half God. the league. Wait, there's going to be no scoring. <laughs> We also need a word for that for the winter when the temperatures drop below like team totals. Right, like, right. It's like one yeah, thing yeah. for the temperature to be 30, and the, but when the team total is like 17, but the, it's like going to be like 10 degrees. When I was reading that, I was like, 40 is not that cold, actually. So why are we putting this here? That makes <laughs> a lot more sense. Use them, though. The Saints-Browns the Saints game, the game total is 32 and a half, which is the lowest game total in the NFL since 2007. <laughs> oh, my God. Cool. That was two recessions ago. Do you want to talk? Let's talk about the two biggest weather games, I think, for this weekend. Then we can talk about the other ones that are going to be bad. So, like, first off, that that one that you mentioned, Saints at Browns. Um, in addition to it being very cold, around 10 degrees, but the real feel much colder, there's supposed to be 20 to 30 mile an hour wind with gusts over 40. And so that is really important. 
obviously it's just going to suck for all the players, but like the passing games, the, when when you get when you get wind gusts over like twenty five miles an hour, that's when it actually starts to affect really like people's uh, players' ability to or quarterbacks' ability to throw, receivers' ability to catch the ball. That's when teams start to just go into run mode probably and just survive mode. Um, well, that win game, the Bills Patriots win game, that was like same gust that goes were like right. up to 50 but also it's not like they can totally predict how strong the gusts will be that was the game where mac jones literally threw three, three passes yes. in the entire game and like we're approaching that and it's colder so yeah. in addition the saints just put uh jarvis landry on injured reserve they declared crystal lavi out for this game they're gonna just run the hell out of the ball i feel like this is gonna I, be like all run game dude i gotta tell you right now this is Taysom Hill week. Like this is taste. Like if you there, I don't know where he is. It, I, I, we need something better than like the Amendoza line, but like somewhere in the tight end streamer buffer rankings, you're like, Oh, mm -hmm. whatever. Like I'll just go Taysom Hill, which for me has been whenever you get to like Noah Fant and he's gone, like just do him. I think we've been talking about Jawan Johnson has seven touchdowns the last seven games. At this point, would you just rather have Taysom Hill than Jawan Johnson? Like I, Taysom Hill than Cole Komet in this Bears-Bills game with the wind in Chicago and the temperature? Like I kind of think Taysom Hill's a top 10 tight end play this week because I feel like Taysom Hill's going to get eight carries at least in this game. I know. He's going to be like lining up at quarterback. and whatnot. This makes me very nervous for Andy Dalton. Not that he's necessarily a big deal this week, but in Superflex leagues. But yes, I think Taysom Hill's probably going to be a big part of this game plan. So... I don't know, man. That's that's kind of freaky. And I, we can just skip right to it because I was going to bring this up too. But this is a potential Mario Kart situation for Alvin Kamara. Not only is the weather a massive, massive variable here, but the Browns, their run defense has absolutely imploded over the last like month plus. I'm going to go through a couple of the last last couple games that they've played. Week 15, Dobbins and Edwards for the Ravens combined for 20 rushes at 210 yards. Week 14, Mixon and Pirine. 18 carries, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Week 13, uh, Damian Pierce had 18 carries for 73 yards. And then uh, week 11, Singletary and Cook for the Bills had 29 carries, 172 yards. And the week before that, the Dolphins, Wilson and Most Mostert, Mostert, combined for 184 yards rushing. So, like, they've just been absolutely giving up incredible amounts of yardage on the ground, in addition to the fact, like, this is going to be super windy, rainy, or not rainy, but, like, potentially snowy. Uh, very, very cold. It's good for Alvin Kamara, who's been pretty atrocious the last like six weeks. So is this the actual Alvin Kamara blow-up game or is that just wishful thinking? It's the Taysom Hill blow-up game. I do think I do think Kamara's worth... Like, I think Kamara's going to have a good game, though. You have to play Kamara. I think yeah. you're totally right. Taysom Hill's a good call. I mean, I think this week specifically, I mean, if you want to focus in on this Brown Saints game, there are a lot of guys who are kind of typical plug and play players that I really think you might have to reconsider this week. David Njoku mm -hmm. is another one. Yes. You know, like yes. I, I might want to just start Taysom Hill over David Njoku straight up. I mean, he hasn't been great with uh, in his last five weeks since coming back from the injury anyway. He basically said one decent game where he caught a touchdown. But man, in this game, I think you have to reconsider starting guys like David Njoku. Amari Cooper has been banged up for two weeks. He's been really bad with with Deshaun Watson. He's put up six, five, and seven points with Deshaun. The Saints, mm. not only are is this game going to be played in sub-zero temperatures, the Saints are great against the pass. You know, it, we'll get to this later because I have some options I want to ask you guys about. But if you're an Amari Cooper manager, I think you could start to kind of dig deep into your bench and consider guys to start over him. I I totally agree. I texted you guys a couple days ago saying that I thought this was the hardest week to rank receivers of the entire year because, again, we don't want to overreact to the temperature too much. Like, it's cold. Like, 
don't overthink it. Like you don't want to play a bad right. player instead of a good player because you're like afraid vaguely of the cold. I, it's going to be cold everywhere mostly. But the the two games where the wind is going to be insane, mm-hmm. like the you're so right. Like this Brown Saints game, I think you're like you can bench Amari because again. Deshaun's been terrible. This is a field, and also it's like the coaches huddled down too. When uh, coaches, when the when the quarterback can't control where the ball is thrown, they won't throw the ball. And so, like Deshaun's already been bad for the Browns, and it's like both teams are going to be like bunker down and be like the Saints are going to think us, Kamara, Taysom Hill, we can outrun them. The Browns D sucks, and the Browns are probably thinking we have Nick Chubb. We're going to bully them. They're both going to try to win the time possession. It's like yeah, you can bench Amari Cooper for like. Players that might be on waivers because is Deshaun Watson <laughs> going to throw 12 passes in this game? Like, I don't know. Yeah, man. Um, and Joku, the same thing. I, I I completely agree. This is some of the toughest decisions I've seen. Like, Olave being out almost helps because I think Olave would be right, a bench too. Right. Totally, totally. Just save you from yourself kind of deal. Um, yes. Yeah. Do you guys want to move on to the Bills-Bears game? Because there's a very similar vibe going on with this Bears game. Um, it's supposed to be around 10 degrees. There may be some snow. During the game, winds 20 to 25 miles an hour with gusts up to 35 miles an hour. So this, again, is like... What, gusts up to what? Gusts up to 30 to 35 miles an hour. It's going to be oh my God. very windy, um, very cold, <laughs> potentially snowy. The pass, Obviously, for the Bears, like we don't rely too much on the Bears passing game anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. But with the Bills, like this is a team that we, we, we need this week. Like, What does this mean for Stefan Diggs? Does this make Gabe Dave unplayable? Yes, I, I think, think it Gabe might Davis agree, is yeah. I look there, obviously I'm opening myself up to like Gabe Davis just having another six catches for like well, 200 sure. yards and, and yeah. like literally breaks the NFL record for receiving and has five touchdowns and is like the skeleton key to winning. I am not going down with my ship I, I, with Gabe Dave. I have already made the decision. I'm not playing him because again, he could be great. He's basically been. I, I mean, significantly worse than like Donovan Peoples-Jones. For yeah. basically two months. Yeah. And like it, it went from comparing Gabe Dave to Zay Jones to actually Zay Jones is like 10 times better than Gabe Dave at this point. And it's I just can't you you can't go down with your ship with this guy. It's like the, the we always say like dance with who brung you. It's like, oh, should I bench Kamara or whatever? It's like get play the people who got you to the playoffs. The opposite is I can't lose because I played this guy that I already kind of hate. <laughs> right, right. You know, I I don't. This is probably overthinking it, but but somebody like Stefan Diggs, who I drafted this year, I love Stefan Diggs. Should I start factoring in the fact that he plays in Buffalo and just like knock him down a tick because every year he's going to have to play games in zero degree temperatures in Buffalo? Oh. I mean, he he's had he said his last two weeks he's had eight points and five points because he's played at home in Buffalo against the Jets and the Dolphins and the weather was terrible and it just completely takes him out of the game and he's going to have to do it again in Chicago this week like. Mm. Should I just draft guys who play in domes? No, I think the answer warm weather. No, I th- <laughs> the answer is no, and here's why. The first of the Bills are in Chicago this week, which sucks. Yeah. But the Josh Allen, his arm strength, he's actually one of the few quarterbacks where the wind affects him less. Like he can literally just throw the ball harder. But I'm not talking about necessarily this. I'm saying like in general, like should you avoid players who are playing in, in bomb cyclones every December? <laughs> no, probably. No, the thing was last week, it was like the Bills just, Diggs didn't do it well because they threw like three touchdowns to their tight ends. And it was just like the matchup that kept winning. And like, but the Bills still dropped a bunch of points last week in my, like on Miami, like Josh Allen throwing the ball wasn't the problem last week. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. Where I, I remember like 
15 years ago, it was like, should you even take Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison? Because the Colts might get a bye in the playoffs like two weeks early and not even get to play in the championship. I don't know. Like, and I like, guess if I'm deciding between like Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs next year, it's like, well, Devontae Adams gets to play in a dome in December. That's yeah. kind of nice. I was going to say, maybe as like a tiebreaker, Craig, I, I think if you're just completely eliminating him from, uh, you know, like your potential to be picked, that to me is, it's just like one too many variables. There's so many variables in football. There's so many variables in fantasy. That, I just hate this. I hate that I have yeah. to deal with Stefan Diggs turning into like a middling wide receiver in December because he's playing in the fucking snow every week. I, well, Especially I in the say, semifinals of the of fantasy it's playoffs. Miserable. Right now. Yeah, this it's miserable. It's nice that Josh Allen and Fields are still like honestly like top guys just because they're running and like there's yeah. not really a temperature that will take them out of it. Uh, but yeah, it's like everyone else. I mean, it's, it's good for David Montgomery though. Yeah, David Montgomery. Devin Singletary is probably more playable than he normally is. You know, yeah, maybe James a Cook. Maybe James Cook. Just well, because it's funny yeah. that the Bears. There's no again. You, I bench Cole Komet. Like yeah, you can't. I don't think you want to play. But I like. What do you do with Taysom Dawson Hill. Knox? What do you do with Dawson Knox? I th I don't. I think it affects the Bills and Josh Allen less than any team because I don't yeah. think that they're the team that. It, first of all, mentally, so many teams are be like, well, the wind, we can't control it. Like, we're gonna run the ball, play, and like the Bills don't do that. Even the wind game, the Bills were trying to throw. So, uh, at least more than the Patriots were. But I, I think that the Bills won't change their mentality. And also, Josh Allen can do it. I will say, I keep, we keep talking about this abstractly. Every, like, five minutes, I keep remembering, like, I'm going to, I'm doing this. Like, I'm going to this like an idiot. <laughs> My girlfriend heard that. I love you. Uh, <laughs> but I read this thing. Kevin Roth, who wrote, the, the meteorologist who mm -hmm. wrote about the fantasy football thing. The, the Without a doubt, worst weather weekend. Did you read what he wrote about? the Steelers-Raiders game that I'm going to? <laughs> no, what he said. He was like, well, the players, you know, they'll be on the sideline. They have coats. They have heat wars. They'll be fine. And he says, just brutal weather, though, for the average fan. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. What am I doing? This isn't even your team, Heifetz. You're just going, you're just going to be out there for four hours. Watching two six and eight teams <laughs> who have no hopes of anything in the playoffs oh, battling on a frozen tundra. You ever like watch a game with terrible weather and you're like, why did people even go to this? I'm like, oh, yes. that's me. Then you got to deal with traffic. Then you got to freaking deal with lines. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine it? Imagine how steamy it's going to be in the bathrooms. That's going to be disgusting. Just bring a water bottle and pee in it. <laughs> I had not <laughs> thought about that till now. You're just going to be inhaling piss. I can't be outside because it literally might freeze. <laughs> Jesus, Deke. Well, that's the first thing I think of when I go into those stevie ass bathrooms on cold Inhaling like, piss? Well, it's like all the all the piss is like vaporizing into like the mist and stuff. I've never thought about this in my well, life. Now, this is a real now thing. You're never gonna you're never gonna not think about it now. Wow. I think I really piss. quickly just all the mentally steam. it's just water though. Don't worry, the, it's 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 sterile. You're fine. The urea can't become into the air. Well, I don't the, know. The urea? Is that that's, a word? That's the that's what the the what pisses. It's urea plus water, right? Like that's the actual stuff your body makes. I don't know. I mean, this sounds like a, a good trivia question. I do not know, Heifetz. Yeah. Um okay, let's pivot out of this weird bathroom conversation. <laughs> and, and you didn't want to like linger. I on just the thought of water. it. Sorry. I, I, I want to leave the bathroom at Heinz Field and go onto it's the football Akersher. field. No, it's not. Um <laughs> Uh, other players. So speaking of guys, you know, we talked about Amari Cooper and D David and Joku guys. You that maybe you could sit, man. Like George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Yeah. If you have other options that are decent, I might go for them. In addition to the freezing cold temperatures and the wind and whatnot, George Pickens has been really disappointing. Yeah. 
with this weather, like um, one, Kenny Pickett doesn't take deep shots anyway. And that's kind of George Pickens' bread and butter. Like with this weather, with the wind, I really don't see that being a factor. I think the Steelers are going to try to run the shit out of the ball because the Raiders are uh, vulnerable against the run. And then Deontay, the best games Deontay has all season are with Mitch Trubisky. I, like, I, you know, you could probably pencil Deontay in for like six, seven catches, but I can't guarantee it'd be for more than like 40 yards. I think, and, I think Deontay's super playable in full PPR because you can yeah. get the eight catches and just have the eight points even if he gets nothing. Right. Half PPR. I mean, no, you know, if you don't get any points per reception, I don't even know if I would have Deontay on my team at this point anymore. Uh, half PPR, <laughs> yeah. you're stuck in no man's land. Yeah. He's, so, isn't I, he on pace? To, uh, you may, Maybe you said this already. Sorry. Isn't he on pace to set the record for most catches without a touchdown ever? Oh, is he? I, I believe so. I could be yeah. wrong, but it's, it's going to be uh, targets. Yes. Like if you have somebody like Corey Davis, like, I don't know. I'd really no, think about I, that. I, I don't want. Other well, than it's Garrett Thursday Wilson, night. Like, They're playing tonight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're so, right. Okay, so. well then, I guess, if you have somebody like Adam Thielen, yeah, well, again, really think well, about that's, that. Giants-Vikings are in a dome, and on that yes. point, Craig, like, at some point, again, I don't want to overstate all of this. When when you're talking about, before, Craig, you're like, should I not take Diggs? It's like, DK said it right. It's like, it's a tiebreaker. If you're literally 50-50, Diggs or Cooper Cup? It's like, all right, sure, take Cooper Cup if you're 50-50 or, because of the weather. But it's a tiebreaker. I don't want the weather to be like, you should bench Justin Fields for like, you know, Kirk Cousins because Justin Fields is in the cold. That's not what I'm saying. But there is something in the middle where the weather's more than a tiebreaker. You know what I mean? Like the weather's like more like Kirk Cousins, certainly over Lawrence because of the weather. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even close. Like maybe even Daniel Jones over Trevor Lawrence tonight. I know that he's playing Thursday, but like that's probably where I'm at. And I think the most glaring, honestly, is with the kickers. Like, I think that's where it's kind of black-white to me. Like, Cairo Santos on the Bears, if you have him, yeah. goodbye. Like, Will Lutz, the Saints guy. Like, they're not in a dome this week. Goodbye. Tyler Bass on the Bills, dude, with the wind. Like, Graham Gano on the Giants, Greg Joseph for the Vikings, Cam Dicker for the Chargers, Chase Domes. McLaughlin. Any kicker in a dome, I'm like, throw out the matchups. I don't care. Like, give me the guys where the coaches are going to be like, field goal range. Yeah. Begins, you know, with the fifty-five yard field goal because when it's cold, obviously the the bar the ball travels like less when it's cold than when it's hot. Like, I, I, that's fair. This is really annoying. This is terrible. This sucks. I, this is during the freaking fantasy playoffs. Like, if this was in week nine or something, it'd be like, okay, whatever. We just have to get. I don't back. know how like, to fix sucks. this. There's yeah. no fix, but well, we're on it. Global warming. We're look. We were on the stop recycling train like a month ago. Like, we're really <laughs> at the heart of fixing this with the global warming stuff. Can yeah, we just move us. the NFL season? Here's the question. Let me ask you this. As a pure fan, do you like this weather stuff? No. Yes. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Dude, is gonna be, cool. You're not going to like it on Sunday. Or no, when when I'm I'm there, Sunday? no. Yeah. Did you Saturday. say no, DK? You said no? I don't like the weather as a variable. No. I, I'm like of that ilk who thinks that every team should just have a stadium so that we're not like having to deal with this bullshit every week. I, uh, do, I do like, like, I'm kind of a sap for like the... You know, it, it's it's very American and old school to kind of like yes. have the gritty snow game in December. I, <laughs> there is something about like even just it being on your TV when you're like making dinner and you like see the snow and people walk in, look at the screen. Oh, my God, it's snowing in New York. But it's it's brutal now that everyone is betting way more, playing fantasy way more and cares about like the statistics way more. It actually just makes everything terrible. <laughs> I, right. I, 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 I agree that it's bad for fantasy football. 
I think it's awesome to watch because it's the only sport where weather is so important. Like basketball, I know hockey's on ice, but it's like hockey's indoors. Basketball's indoors. Like they don't play golf really if it's like freaking raining. It gets dark in golf and they're done with it. You know, all the tennis, baseball, like there's rain delays, there's rainouts. Football, it's like, yeah. Snowing. Might get a foot. Like, it doesn't it's funny, matter. Like it's funny to me that the NHL is literally played on ice in all of their state. All they they all play in stadiums. Well, they do one thing outdoors <laughs> a year. It's like, and they're like, oh my God, look how cool this is. And it's just like, I just think it's really, as Craig said, like it's, it's just awesome it, that the element, it's raining. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, good luck with that. I, I just, it's kind of incredible. It's just like, it's like the meet you in the parking lot. It's like, you know, be there, like just show up and it doesn't matter what's going on, but it feels very primal. Yes. It's extreme, you know? but this is an yeah. extreme weekend. Again, as we said at the top, 20 million people will experience negative real feel this weekend like that's crazy yeah i mean it's fun and all but then when you spent 57 dollars on stefan diggs in an auction draft and he has three straight weeks putting up six points it's not going to be that awesome well, that's the thing where i think when we sh another memento tattoo which we did on wednesday we did all the things we'll tattoo on ourselves so we don't forget ahead of next season one of them should be like you can literally draft the best draft like you if you could do a time machine from like week 11 and go mm -hmm. back to the beginning of the season and just do your draft, knowing what you knew for the first 11 weeks of the season, you could still just get crushed in the fantasy playoffs because like the Jarek McKinnons and the Zay Joneses and like so much random stuff like this happens. It's a brutal game. I don't know why we play it. <laughs> uh, not to mention the fact there's like just games on Christmas Eve and Christmas this year. Like, just Yeah, there's like a full slate on Saturday. <laughs> there's like 12 games on Saturday and then three on Sunday and then a game on Monday. Oh, yeah. yeah. They want four days. Oh, so yeah, I meant to say that at the top that the most basic part of all this is you need to set your lineups like today. You're listening to this on Friday. Like, you need to set your lineups today because it's, you know, you might forget that Saturday, Christmas Eve, like oh, all the games are kicking off minus like four. Uh, so. We didn't talk about this, but all this weather uh, is going to make travel just a god dang clusterfuck for everybody this week. Are you guys traveling or are you guys staying? I have a journey there. Yeah. So, Craig, you don't have to fly into the Arctic, do you? I'm not traveling at all, weather. and it's going to be 77 on Sunday. <laughs> I god literally hate you so much, and I hope everyone listening does too. Okay. I just we got a text <laughs> from my mom that my sister's flight got canceled. So, oh. It's like, this is what we're, this is why I'm, bring it up but like it's just gonna be such a mass massive cf for everybody trying to like get anywhere this weekend it's gonna be fun great times allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like when your fantasy league meets up at your house everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth now your kitchen's up in smoke and if you don't have the right home insurance coverage the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy so switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. We didn't even mention the other prong of all this, which is not only is all the weather terrible, 
a quarter of the league is just on their backup quarterback. It is unbelievable the quarterbacks we have to watch this weekend. Malik Willis is starting for the Titans against Houston. And Ryan Tannehill is probably done for the season. He might be done just as a Titan, period. So Malik mm-hmm. Willis is just the Titan starter going forward. Lamar Jackson's out for Baltimore. So it's going to be either like Tyler Huntley or like Anthony Brown for they the say Ravens. It's Tyler. They said it's, it's Huntley. Tyler Hunt. Okay, it'll be Huntley mm-hmm. against Desmond Ritter and the Falcons. The Colts have already... The Colts coach Jeff any given Saturday is benching Matt Ryan for Nick Foles to play against the Chargers. Should have done it earlier. I, F- Foles has not... He, he came out this week and said he hasn't really played at all. He hasn't gotten any reps with like the starters this year. Yeah, he's been the nice. scout team. He's <laughs> not even really, the backup. He's been the scout team guy. That's the thing. The, the other some, the quarterback, like he'll just be the quarterback for the other offense. His job has been to mimic the Colts opponents every week. He has not run the Colts offense, which is crazy. Cool. So the Kyler Murray's out for the season. Colt McCoy has a concussion. So the Cardinals are going to start Trace McSorley against the Buccaneers. This makes me literally want to, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm actually considering benching DeAndre Hopkins this weekend. Like that's, the, this is what kind of week we're in. Well, what Mc, are we doing here? McSorley, is, he has like 40 passes basically as a pro, but his completion percentage is under 500. Cool. It's crazy that Tom Brady's going to lose to Trace McSorley, but he is. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that. Uh, oh my God. The Bucks are going to just find some, like plumbing the depths of how depressing loss they can be this week. Well, you go through the games this weekend, you're like, Taylor Heineke, Brock Purdy, and you're like, oh, that's like Brady versus Manning. God. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. The, but the big one of the weekend, obviously, so Jalen Hurts has a shoulder sprain. So then Jalen Hurts, who has picked up everybody, he's basically got the shoulder sprain from carrying all of your dead weight to the playoffs this season. Ah. And now when you need him most, he's gone. So Gardner Minshew is starting for the Eagles against the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. I had to choose. I have uh, I have Hurts in the semifinals this weekend. I had to choose between Russell Wilson and Kenny Pickett as my starter in a one QB league. Well, that's what, what I do, wanted to ask you. Is like, is, where's the, the point? Where's the point where you would play Minshew? Like Minshew or Russell Wilson? Who would you? Oh, play? I think I would choose Minshew. Minshew over like all of those guys. Yeah, just because of the surrounding cast. Hundred percent. What about Minshew and? I was gonna say Andy Dalton. That was just a joke. What about Minshew and Aaron Rodgers? Ooh, and they're playing in Miami, right? Probably yeah. Rodgers. Yeah, I think, probably dude, Rogers. I think it's Minshew just but it's because like, Rodgers, it's so hard for him to get over 17 points. If you get 10 last week, he should have had 17 because uh, um, Christian Watson should have had a... Minshew's also seven. in a dome, which is nice. But also, the, Minshew might be good. So you'd take Jared Goff over Minshew, right? Yeah, or what are they, in Carolina? Yeah. I would go Goff. You would take Tom Brady or Gardner Minshew. Minshew, dude. Minshew. <laughs> Crazy like angry. Trevor Lawrence in <laughs> the bat against who's been playing amazing against the good defense in the Jets in terrible weather on Thursday well, Night Football. It's Thursday. There's a moot question because it's Thursday. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. But like that's the thing, is like that's a question people have to ask. Gardner Minshew or I mean, I would take Minshew over Watson in the wind. I would take Minshew over oh, Andy Dalton, certainly. I mean, Minshew or Brock Purdy. Mm, it's close. The Niners are humming, man. Probably Brock. I think Purdy. That's the thing. Minshew God. or Sam Darnold? Per- uh, playing the Minshew. Minshew. Minshew, Minshew, Minshew. That's the thing, though. Like, Minshew is playing for people. It's crazy. Yeah. I kind of love that. Also, low-key, the other one is the Cowboys' defense are kind of a, a weird thing because the Cowboys' defense has been, like, getting you, like, 15 or 20 points or, like, two. But they, they don't have an in-between anymore. Yeah. And you kind of have to play them against Gardner. It's a backup quarterback, but on the flip side, like, dude, the Eagles could shred the Cowboys defense. I like, I like Philly plus five. They're getting five this week. I like that. I took it. 
How much you want to bet that Minshew throws like six touchdowns this week and then earns like a Matt Flynn contract next year from somebody? Give it to him. Low. Unless Bill gets a job running the Patriots, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Actually, I don't uh, know I, if he's even a free agent or not, but we don't still, even, I want it to happen. We didn't even mention this with all the weather stuff, but between the weather and the quarterbacks, the backups playing, dude, there's also some like real galaxy brain defense potential because like, I mean, between obvious ones, you know, if you have like, um, you know, the Broncos, you know, and you so you kind of have backed into like a great quarterback matchup or Tampa you know, Bay maybe. or something. Yeah. But Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was like, you should pick up the Titans because they'll be playing the Texans in week 16. And now it's like, you know what's a great matchup? The Texans defense against the Malik Willis and the Titans. And I'm like, is that what's going on now? It's like there's some real galaxy brain defense stuff. Well, Texans are like a fringe playoff team now. So no one knows what to believe with them. <laughs> well, on, on that note, I, also, I actually have an award for this Texans-Titans game. Oh. Do we have, is there any other weather stuff, quarterback stuff we want to get off our chest though? No, I think mm. we've we've hit the winter wonderland of this yeah. week. So I would like to give um, Derek Henry in this Tex- the Titans game. I would like to give him the Robert Oppenheimer Award. Okay, you guys have been seeing the trailers for Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, and I, I it's and like one of I think the first trailer they released they have like <laughs> oh two Christopher Nolan movies for us this week, That's but they right. have a they have Oppenheimer reading. I, also, this is a real thing. There's a video of it. It's crazy. And he reads like the like Hindu scripture. And he's like, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. I'm like, that's Derrick Henry against the Texans. He has four <laughs> straight games of 200 yards against the Texans, which I think is the single craziest active football stat. I had to How look many- this up because I was like very nervous that you've been saying this for months and it's not actually true, but legit true. He had 219, 250, 212, 211 in the last four games against the Texans. He's my number one running back of the week in fantasy. He's going to get 30 carries. Well, what's crazy is like, there were only eight running backs who've had 200 yards in a game four times in their entire careers. And Derrick Henry is on a four-game streak against By the way, he has nine he has nine touchdowns in those four games too. (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) But the Again, I just keep thinking about like how he did it to them this season, and like they were just surprised. But here's the problem: it's Malik Willis at quarterback, which he did it earlier. But all five of the Titans' offensive linemen are on the injury report, so they're banged up. Like they're really, really banged mm. up. But mm-hmm. what are you going to do, plan? But I just if Derrick Henry gets another 200 yards, I think I'm willing to be like, okay, this is one of the most dominant. This is like, <laughs> I don't know. Aren't you nervous that this is going to be like the week, the week or whatever the time that it just absolutely goes in the tank? He just does. He has like 50 yards on 25 carries. <laughs> Well, at least you know he's getting 25 carries. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is a lock. True. All right. Next award here. Um, can I ask? So my next award here is an award pertaining to me and only me. I would like to run through <laughs> a few of my fantasy quandaries and sure. ask you guys. Oh, you're just asking us what you think for your own Yeah, questions. I'm just like, I'm just trying to get some advice for my, my team. <laughs> so... I, the, the running back struggle is real. I got, I got like a bunch of like these guys who are like, I don't know who to start. J.K. Dobbins or Miles Sanders? Is it, am I galaxy braining it by telling myself, should I start J.K. Dobbins over Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders basically scores 25 points or five points every week. That's mm-hmm. it. And they're playing the Cowboys who are good D, but they've been kind of vulnerable to the run. And J.K. Dobbins is back-to-back week with 100 yards. They're playing the Falcons who suck. 
And there's they got the Minshew situation now in Philly. Am I galaxy braining it that I'm thinking Dobbins over Miles Sanders? Don't you feel like the the Eagles will probably run a little bit more than average because they've got their backup quarterback in there though? Yeah, but now defenses, there's no like read option worries anymore and all mm, that crap. That's true. Would it does feel it does feel a little galaxy brained to me though. Would you be asking us this if Miles Sanders had had like even nine points last week instead of like one and a half or whatever he had. Maybe not. Yeah, he literally had one point last week. That's my worry. He had one point. Like sometimes he just gets like 20 yards and no touchdowns. And I feel like Dobbins is kind of a lock to get 15 carries, 80 yards minimum. I don't know. He's if been, that's the he's case been like Sanders. really good. He's been, yeah, he's been really good lately. The problem so you guys is, still think like, don't be stupid, start Miles uh, Sanders? I don't know. This is tough. Here's though. the thing. I, I, it's, look, I think we're all going to have Miles Sanders ranked above Jackie Dobbins. If you go to fantasyfootball.thrunner.com and so you should follow our rankings, but it's not a dumb question because Jackie Dobbins is going to get the volume and then you don't know that about Miles Sanders, which is kind of the opposite of a lot of, honestly, the way we look at this is like, what we were just saying about Derrick Henry, he's going to get the 25 carries. Like, we don't know. The, like, Miles Sanders can get six carries a game. He's probably the highest ranked running back we have where we don't, we're not sure. But it's like, even with Minshew, I feel like the Eagles offense will work in a way that, man, the Tyler okay. Hunt, it's, I see what you're saying, but the Falcons defense sucks. But it's like the Tyler Huntley Ravens, they're so one-dimensional. I, 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 it's not a dumb question, but I, I, I would go Sanders still. <laughs> All right, but it's not a directive sometimes people ask me questions i'm like do this don't think about it and then sometimes i'm like i i, I would play sanders but i actually get if you want to play dobbins all right next one amari cooper in the bomb cyclone i would like to sit him and start either jahan dotson richie james is that just moronic <laughs> honestly it's not maybe it's not. this is like like there's a world where amari cooper just has like nine catches for 120 yards and you, is you like, think about it for six months. But I have to say, this is one where I would check the weather because wind is like, even Thursday we're recording this, like wind can change a lot. And honestly, even like rain, like it's hard to predict if the, if they are still saying that this game is going to have gusts in the thirties on game day, I, it sounds, this is insane to say out loud. Like Richie James was literally the giants punt returner. But like, <laughs> I can't even say the words. Uh, the problem is John Dotson, who I love. They're playing the Niners, man. The Niners defense is incredible. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. It's like, that's not a good matchup either. So like, you're going to play a rookie against the Niners defense. Like that's. I, but, I'm like having the, to decide whether or not I want to start Brian Robinson against the Niners. The Niners have absolutely shut down opposing I would backs this year. still play Ryan Robinson because they... The offense, they have to give him the ball. Like I know, plays. and he looked so good last week. It's just, man, this is the this this is why this week is so annoying. It's like not only are there all the weather things and all the backup quarterback things, but some of the matchups are really tough too. It's true. It's the matchups. It's the quarterback screwing up the offenses. But again, you don't know how to predict it because it's like sometimes they turtle, sometimes they go for it. But I would, uh, I think in those I'd probably still play Cooper. But honestly, you could play Richie James. It's not crazy because Richie James has like been way more important in this offense. That Washington game on Sunday football, like he was the Giants fans have been. Like it's such a like a like hate relationship with Richie James because he's fumbled punts. He's been like unreliable. He screwed up the first Washington game with like doing the wrong thing on like a key third down. But like his timing with Daniel Jones was so much better this week on Sunday Night football that he actually if you didn't tell me he was our punt returner, I kind of wouldn't have known. Like he actually just looked almost competent. So yeah, I actually gun to my head. I could see him beating Amari Cooper, but 
I, my body physically won't put those words out. <laughs> I like claim. that. I like that you called it a, a like hate relationship. That like, there's no possibility that you could ever love Ricky James. <laughs> no, Richie James. That's it's just it's a Dick like James. hate. Yeah. The, I just, Richard James, my father. This is how fantasy goes, and it's so annoying. Like, you always try to plan for the worst, right? Like, you have all your backups. You always think you're set. And then a bunch of weird shit happens, and I'm in the semifinals of a fantasy league, and I'm like, man, am I going to start Richie James? <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm, like, the, I'm no, the two seed I, uh, in this league, and I'm starting Richie James. I think you still should play Amari Cooper. Like, again, if the wind, if the wind really is in the 30s, I would, I would bench every Brown passing game. But even if it's like low twenties, I would still play Mari Cooper. All right, I'll have to check in with Roker Sunday, Saturday morning. See what he thinks. <laughs> All right, thanks for doing that. Yeah, speaking of the Giants, though, with the Richie James stuff, the Giants are playing the Vikings this week, which is so funny because those are the two teams we've been giving the SBF fraud watch alert. Right, and like, if you've been following it, this is the, one of them's going to snitch this week. One of them's going to turn on the other. Well, if 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 either team wins, does that turn them into not frauds? Or no, we just suspend the fraudulent. No, like they're getting off. whichever team wins is still a fraud because they won. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> right? No, if you win, and the team that loses is also a fraud because they lost. No, the the winners like doing the plea deal, and the losers being convicted of being a fraud. Who's going to talk first? The, the loser is being convicted of being a fraud, but the winner just extends their fraudulent run mm. for one more week. Yeah, the reputation deal. remains unchanged. Uh, <laughs> if, just in case. I'm a Giants fan, so I can say that Giants and Vikings are frauds. And in case, Rich Rebar, Sharp Football Analysis, has has the an excellent case for prosecution. Of every team, if you just rank every team, just by how many of your snaps have you actually been winning the game? Like <laughs> right. how many how much time have you spent winning? The Giants and Vikings are both last among teams with winning records. <laughs> like the Vikings yeah. have been winning for 30% of their snaps Giants like a quarter 30% how I don't understand how this happens this is so funny the the other funny one is again as everyone knows by now the Vikings they're 11 and 3 but they've scored two more points than their opponents <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> well a lot Giants, of that is because they got blown the F out didn't they what was the final score that that Cowboys game a lot but still it's still 11 to 3 like it, <laughs> I know but the Giants are 8-5-1, and one, but their opponents have outscored them by 25 points. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I actually think the Giants kind of will have a good pass rusher in this one. I'm actually, I kind of think they could do it. Couple frauds. I hope the Vikings win because I want to, the, them to continue to not be um, exposed as frauds just yet because I'm going to bet my entire livelihood on them <laughs> against them in the playoffs. I, I think what's funny, too, it's like they're average in the way that like if you stick your head in the oven and your feet in the freezer you're at room temperature like they're just this team of like such <laughs> extreme swings it's unbelievable so I, I don't know all right probably unanswerable questions of the week uh i have a question are we nearing the end of this mac jones experiment in new england um this is more just like a vibes check i think because it feels like patriots fans are out on mac jones and i don't like you know i don't really talk to like i haven't like done a real poll or anything like that but like there's he's getting booed at games there's been multiple times during uh, the season where they've been chanting for Bailey Zappi to come in um, and I understand that it's impossible to ignore the like Matt Patricia Joe Judge variable because it's like what did you think was going to happen this is the dead dove do not eat bag like of course the offense sucks but Jones has essentially 
one good game this season out of 11. He has one game, which I would say he looked pretty good, and that was against the Vikings, who Heifetz has established are frauds. Um, if you take away his that game out of his uh, total, he has four touchdowns in 10 games. Four touchdown passes in 10 games. I I mean this genuinely. What is the argument that any of this is like Mac Jones's fault and not Patricia or Joe Judge's, like Patricia's fault particularly? I think, well... I mean, the argument would be like, have you watched the games? Like, he looks bad and he like is constantly yelling at his teammates and just constantly frustrated and like throwing tantrums. He, he really does have the temperament of like 2022 Tom Brady. Like, they're acting the exact same way right now. He had to address that this week, but honestly, there's a world where it's like, good? They suck. Like, he should be right. mad. Right, right. And right, I kind of right. like, Solak and Ruiz, we talked this a little in the NFL show today and just like, and this is true. Like, when Bailey Zappi, came in that was uh the monday night football game against the bears and they that, that was two months ago and fans were cheering billy the zappy then but they changed their offense for billy zappy and they did all the stuff like you put the training wheels on the offense you do all the easy stuff like they were doing play action they were like throwing on earlier downs to like give him better you know defenses to throw against and like booting him out you know throw him another mm-hmm. and then mac jones came back and they just didn't change any they just did went back to all <laughs> the other sabotaging so, it. yeah it, but honestly weird like, the Stephen Arias has done it. He's talked about this a lot, but it's such an interesting point of like, well, the quarterback who's good, like Dak Prescott is like, well, he's great. So we should do all these very difficult to accomplish things because in theory it works. But when he gets hurt, the backup's like, well, he's not as good. So we got to do all these Simplify easier things because yeah. they work. And then Dak comes back in. It's like they go back to the hearts. It's like, it's like the, why don't you just build the plane out of the black box? Mm-hmm. It's like just all those little tricks that help the backup you can apply to the starter. And it's like some teams do those things and they like the Giants. The simplest way to explain what Brian Dable has done is it's like Brian Dable's like the Madden player who's like, wow, those like six plays work really well. I'm going to call just those things. And like the play action boot to the tight end. We're going to do that. Like we're going to call. They've called like 55 plays this year where Deion Jones just boots out and throws to a tight end. Yeah, but like the Giants offense isn't good. Like I feel like. No, but I feel I feel like that works to like patch up holes with band-aids and it only lasts for so long. Like if you I actually agree. want to go far and win like multiple games in the playoffs, you can't be doing that. I agree. But the Giants have more wins than the Patriots and their special teams punt returners starting for them. And it's like the 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 Patriots have actually spent more money on this team and their team than the Giants have on theirs. So it, it, it I don't yeah. know. I don't I mean I don't I don't have an answer. That's why I'm saying it's probably unanswerable, but like it feels like we've had a big enough sample now this year where Jones has just really been bad, like in 90% of you know his games this season. I, I looked at outside. I, I understand like you're not going to take away the Minnesota game. Like that's part of his season. That's part of like whatever. But like in all the other games, those 10 games, his EPA is negative 47. The only player, the only quarterback with worse EPA in those ga- in that stretch in those weeks is Matt Ryan, who was yeah. benched. I guess, I guess it's just, just like he's been awful. He has been, uh, to be clear, he has been awful. Did you I, watch well, him whole, in the Raiders game? The whole offense has been it's awful. It's terrible. Too. The Raiders game was a disaster. He so missed cl- tons of open throws. I'm not, he's been so awful. And I guess what I'm saying is I think that sometimes we forget that these players and even the quarterbacks are employees and their bosses tell them to do things. And it's like a corner, like a cornerback, an, an offensive guard, whatever. They're not just making shit up. It's like you're doing things that you're told to do by your boss, the coach, mm-hmm. 
in the way that they told you to do it, preferably at the time they told you to do it at. It's like super specific. And so when Mac Jones actually kind of looked at times more solid than doubters like me thought he would look last year. And then it comes in a guy that we all kind of were like, well, look at this guy who's never coached on that side of the ball schematically and also interpersonally has been like a disaster with so many people that's coached is now going to run. And then Mac Jones looks worse and the offense looks worse. I'm like, I think the boss sucks. You know, right. I don't think it's well, Mac Jones' fault. Absolutely no argument. Right. I, I like 100%. That's like a given. Like, obviously, this environment is bad. The environment and the scheme and the coaching, like, that all I think is objectively bad. Like, we've established this is not good. Um, but I'm just curious, like, if, if Jones is going to get swept up in that, you know, um, if he's going to be essentially, if they're just going to move on from him at this point because he's been so bad this year, even though it's maybe not all his fault. I don't know. That's what I'll be thinking about during this game. I'm curious, but we'll find out. I'll be thinking about how I'm going to dress myself in long johns and like four different sweaters. By the way, they get the Bengals who are who are really good. So, good luck. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You just want to do an email? Yeah. yeah. All right. It's from Riley. 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 Oh, this is perfect. What a segue. Speaking of bosses. Gentlemen, I need a ruling. Myself and a coworker manage our boss's fantasy football team. Not because our boss cares about the prize money, but because my boss gets satisfaction from crushing the hopes and dreams of his peers. <laughs> The league is run by our boss's boss and is filled with various high-level managers and department heads at our company. It's a 14-person league, four playoff spots. So 14 teams, but only four playoff spots. We took the league out behind the woodshed week after week, finishing <laughs> the season 13-2, and two, and we mm. clinched our playoff spot in week 11. Nobody else clinched, clinched until the conclusion of week 15. And amidst week 15, with three playoff spots up for grabs, the commissioner, who, again, is our boss's boss, spearheaded a brigade <laughs> to increase the total playoff spots from four to six. Oh, my God. And the, a vote was held. And of course, because it gave everyone a better chance at making the playoffs, two playoff spots were just magically added in the final week of the regular season. Since I am mere, since I am just a mere cog in the machine, I was obviously not present for this conversation. And now we are forced into a week 16 bye, and the championship round will now be held in week 18. <laughs> 18. When are we children? Is this our first time playing fantasy football? Not only should this be classified as cheating, but also the most reckless, asinine, and ignorant decision I've ever seen from anyone in a leadership position, except for Matt Patricia. Don't buy stock in this company. Guys, a the decision making is is terrible here. But let's go continue. Does this guy work at FTX? <laughs> <laughs> Did he just recently get extradited to the United States? <laughs> the the commish. Continue. Sorry. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if your commissioner has ever been extradited for like any reason. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Riley continues, a true leader would go down fighting, not lobby the competition to turn things down to easy mode and allow the final round to basically become a game of rock, paper, scissors. Please let me know if I'm overreacting or if somebody should be arrested. No, obviously this is the correct reaction. Yes, this, this is, is unacceptable. Yeah, this but is what the do you dumbest do? shit I've ever heard. This is bought, <laughs> nothing. That's, it, that's you can't easy. do anything. Nothing. Rage against the machine, man. Um, you can't do anything. Yeah. Turn towards the bottle. I have no. I have well, I, the, well, the one thing I was wondering is this: Do they take the week eighteen thing to their advantage, and do you start grabbing players who might sit? So, like, or sorry, play because other players sit. So, like. I mean, the Eagles, how, do you, kinda, how do you predict that? Well, the problem is it's ruined because the team that was going to clinch was the Eagles. And so the guy to grab was freaking Gardner Minshew. But I, I don't know. I'm looking at like the, if the Chiefs were to sit like Travis Kelsey, then like, I don't know, like Noah Gray is like their starting tight. But like, it's nah, so hard man, to this just this muddles everything. This is so annoying. I, I wonder what I wonder if the commissioner made the playoffs because of this rule. I assume so. Like, he, look, like if the if the commissioner's the five or six seed, if I ever saw that dude in the in the little coffee room, <laughs> I'd, I'd give him some words. <laughs> catch hand, catch hands. Can they even acknowledge that they're running their boss's team, or is that ratting him out, or is it like? Yeah, I think he's not allowed to say that part either. Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, dude, ninety percent of these fantasy courts that we get are just commissioners doing shenanigans, just, just operating unilaterally. <laughs> Just, but the other, yeah, just cheating, like outright cheating, essentially. But the you other half is the commissioner the rules of the playoffs in week fifteen. I'm sorry. What, what else is doing? he doing for this company? You know, what's Insider going on training. in those meetings? Yeah. Money laundering? Anything is on the table. <laughs> this is all. A Can you imagine if this company went down because they discovered like some financial mismanagement? That's actually if it is maybe that's how FTX went down. The fantasy football league, just a shady fantasy football commission. <laughs> Adding, he's just like stealing waiver funds from all the people in his league and adding it to his own team. The problem is the other half of the cases we get are commissioners dealing with people who are awful people. It's a tough job. It's a thankless job being a commissioner. <laughs> you either like lose your friends because you're right and they're wrong or you um, are basically embezzling money. Well, I feel like every commissioner starts out trying to be like very egalitarian and like, all right, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to vote on everything, polls left and right. And then when you're in like year three, you're like, I'm so sick of all these fucks. I'm just going to make a decision. Yes. This is why I always say fantasy football (laughs) is incredible because it is like legit the smallest form of self-government that exists in modern society. It's like me and 10 people we know will have this culture governed by our rules and it's this perfect microcosm for leadership. You go in, as you said, Craig, like doe-eyed and and like optimistic. This is going to be great. And by the end, you're like... Democracy overrated. Nobody should get to vote. <laughs> like nobody gets to say, I know best. Like honestly, like everyone else is dumb, plebes, and I regret ever giving them power. Now I just text like, we're increasing the buy-in this year. You can't dispute <laughs> it. So leave the league if you don't want to pay 150 bucks. That's but that's the rule. Love it or leave it, baby. You start as a democracy and you're like, this is actually a one-party league now. Yeah. I don't I don't think I realized how like much people will argue about asinine things in fantasy leagues. I thought like when you the start a league, you're like, oh, thing. people will probably just like agree and people won't really care that much. People get fucking mad if you like try and change any little thing. Dude, we started a loser's bracket this year for the first time. And the <laughs> loser, because we wanted to give people who didn't make the playoffs something to do. So there's a loser's bracket and whoever loses then has to be our butler on our draft trip. <laughs> yeah. They got to wear like incredible. an outfit. 
and like, you know, order all the food, make sure like, like book the Airbnb, do all that stuff. So I, I, I send the rules of what this, we call, we're calling it made madness because they have to be our maid. Um, and I was like, all right, here are the matchups. You know, the two worst teams in the league get a buy because the way it's set up is like, if you win, you're safe. And if you lose, you advance, you don't want to lose. Right. So the two worst teams are on by. So whatever I set up like the schedule, this is what's going to happen weeks 15, 16, and 17. Here's who's going to play who each week. Uh, you know, the 11 and 12 seeds get a buy the next week. They play these people, blah, blah, blah. So the first week goes off perfectly fine, smoothly. And then I get a text from one friend and he's like, what the heck? Why am I playing this guy this week? And I'm like, well, that's because that's what the setup was. And he's like, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, shouldn't it, shouldn't we change it to where like the worst team, you know, the top seed gets to pick who they play next? Like, why does it make sense that I'm playing this guy? And my only response was, <laughs> I sent the rules a week ago and yeah. you had no fucking problems with it. And now that it affects you personally, now the rules are a problem and we need to vote on everything. And I was like, sorry, this is how it is. Welcome to local government, Craig. It's yeah, yeah. Decisions are made by people who show up. I I, I can you email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com, please, if you have stories of just honestly, commissioners just becoming jaded. Like just they, just becoming jaded. I'm jaded. Making you more authoritarian. And I, my buddy listens to this pod, he'll probably text me. He knows who he is. I get <laughs> how you get more cynical as you get older. I remember like when I watched Avengers in theaters, the first Avengers, like Loki comes down. It's like, I'm going to freedom is a burden. And I'm like, Oh, and now I watch I'm like, freedom's a burden. I'm like, yeah, kind of <laughs> now, especially with like, I mean, this is very low stakes, but especially with like entertainment. I'm like, dude, tell me what to watch. Just yeah. tell me what to watch. I wish there was four channels. Too many fucking choices. <laughs> like, like, just tell me. Just put it in I, uh, front of my face. I'll watch it. <laughs> I was like shopping the other day. I was at the supermarket and I was like, you know, I was on this list. My girlfriend wanted some specific kind of chips and I had Flex. my coffee. <laughs> I hate you. I had my coffee yet and I was like looking and I went out and I was like my eyes. I was like, oh my, like it's so, like it physically hurt my brain to look at all the shades of red. And I was like, I wish, why is there sea salt? Why, how are there nine different kinds of sea salt chips what what like weird niche product has expanded to offer way too many varieties oh my god dude sea salt like chip that that's up there dude now, the first like, thing that came to mind was like reese's peanut butter cups there's <laughs> well, like candy's nuts there's like M 12 versions of reese's dude peanut you ever been down the honey aisle there's like 50 honeys oh now. my god way too many honeys olive dude. oil how many oh. all, how many different kinds of olive oil do you need Is, aren't they all made out of olives well, I think some are I'm like sure technically that, they're they're mixed with other I know, I know unrefined oil or refined oils that aren't <laughs> it's good. It's like wine. But yes, you're right. Sure, yeah. Mustards. There's like a hundred mustards now. Barbecue sauce. Well, now we're just on condiments. We gotta well, get no, off. Do, this. Dude, <laughs> but I seriously, like you walk down and anytime you go into one of those, I mean uh, eggs is another one, but like I think of the Pirates of the Caribbean quote when this, the, he's fighting him in the, the blacksmith shop and all the swords cart going. And he, Jack Sparrow looks at him, he's like, who makes all these? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open a simple store. And it, you just go in there, and there's just like one mayo. It's just like a can, a can Dude, that says beer. This yes. is the Trader Joe's thing, where the Trader Joe's one is just like uh, simpler times. And it's just beer. or Like they have that beer. And it's like a beer that tastes like beer. And it's like, yeah. I want that for everything. That beer is kind of bad for what it's worth. Time. <laughs> so is but, beer. Beer used to be bad. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good selling point. Yeah. My, my simple story is you walk in, there's like fucking Heinz mustard. You can go somewhere else if you want bougie mustard options. But you know what? You get in here, there's one aisle. And we fit everything in one aisle because there's only one option. 
Maybe that's a Walmart. I don't know. <laughs> it exists. Huge company. <laughs> Massive. You know why you didn't think of it? They don't advertise. Walmart? Well, they do kind of, but. Yeah, yeah I've seen do. commercials. Yeah, they do. Yeah. No, they do. Yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, awesome. Right, yeah. <laughs> omit that, I guess. Omit that point. <laughs> Rescinded. That's yeah. fine. I'd like to take that off the table. All right. Emails are your fantasy football gmail.com for brands that there's just too many of and we need less of. Jaded fantasy football commissioners, various wind related decisions that just destroyed you, uh, stupid backup quarterbacks that shifted your fate in the fantasy playoff fortunes. And also, we're doing the Ringer NFL Draft Show, so Two Jargons and a Lie is back for the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Check that out. It's on Thursdays. And yeah, I guess you can ask us football questions, too, and also about prospects. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Uh, thank you, Al Roker. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, the Vince Garaldi Trio, oh. a.k.a. the Charlie yeah. Brown Christmas soundtrack, which I've been listening to on repeat. I probably have done this in the past, but... This is just like the soundtrack of my life during Christmas time. So, the Charlie it. Brown Christmas music soundtrack bangs yes. so hard. 100%. Is that the guy who does the music for Charlie Brown? Yeah. I yeah, love Vince, I yeah. mean, my, I mean, Snoopy is my uh, Twitter avatar. Oh, yeah. It's gotten to the point, Craig, where I put that music on and Calvin, who is three, goes, Charlie Brown. That's sick. He that loves dude it. doesn't even know what the hell Charlie Brown is, probably, right? Barely. That's I think awesome. I, I mean this is this is really lame and this contributes to like techno music just ruining all other music, although I would argue <laughs> that it's improving it in many ways. But like how has no one come out with like a banger Christmas album? Like why hasn't Kygo just taken the Charlie Brown Christmas music and just woven some masterpiece out of it? Let's I want that I, so badly. Now that you said that, I you're right. Even like Big Booty should just two friends should just come out and just make like a Christmas big booty. Yeah, man. Like, Canon of the Bells, Kygo version would be nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. And then you just keep interjecting, like, the George uh, George and It's a Wonderful Life. By the way, I, I watched It's a Wonderful Life last night in a theater where my girlfriend's family, and, like, I... Flex. God, you, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you went to a theater to watch it? That's very wholesome. Yeah. Craig felt bad. That's why I saved it right there. The... No, I, 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 it's because you're honoring cinema, so I didn't insult you. I, <laughs> cinema. I got to tell you, I cried, even by the standards of It's a Wonderful Life, like an <laughs> unnerving amount. I, I didn't, like, if, if I had any dog in me at all, it's gone. Like, I, 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 I think I lost water weight. Jimmy Stewart is one of those people who I think has just been faking the way they speak their entire life. No one <laughs> sounds like no. that. That accent's gone. Like that accent died out. It's like accent. Yeah, daddy. it's like the transatlantic or mid-Atlantic or whatever. I but I I, I just can't fathom that a human being spoke like he did it at, at like not that long ago, like sixty years ago. He was just like, "Honey, come on over to the window," and it's just like the most <laughs> the whole cartoon is ridiculous. Keep doing it more, Craig. I want to hear more. By <laughs> no, the way, the, Jimmy Stewart, another of the World War II generation, went over to Nazi Germany, killed a bunch of fascists, came back. Set up a business. One of the most famous actors in the world. Set up a business. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. He, yeah. joined, he joined Klois. And uh, who else were we talking about? I can't even remember. Uh, D uh, Dick. Something. Oh, yeah. Dick. 
fuck, what's his name? Dick Bong. <laughs> Dick Bong? <laughs> Major Dick Bong. Oh, and then who is the uh, Don Strock? Don Strock, yeah. Man. The, they don't name uh, him like they used to, boy. Dude, but I, I the the whole accent is ridiculous for the movie. But then in the when they do this part where he'd like never been born, the other bartender takes over the bar. And that guy, he is like the Dion Waiters award of It's a Wonderful Life. And he comes in and he's like, Oh, right, a couple of funny guys, huh? You know what I mean? My and it sounds like a parody. It sounds like a family guy parody of It's a Wonderful Life. Clarence, get over here. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Am I playing Mark Cooper like or what? You see all this wind out here? <laughs> but dude, the phrases are the phrases they have. I, I turned my phone off, which is why I think I cried so much in the movies. I was paying attention, but I wish I had written them down. They should take your phone when you go into a movie theater. Oh, take. like yeah, it's pretty good. Watch the movie. Did you know that he he was a he he reached the uh, rank of brigadier general? Wow, he was like a big time movie uh, or sorry, he's a big time war hero. Have you guys seen Rear Window? That's one of my favorite movies. He's awesome, old Jim. <laughs> old Jim, James Maitland Stewart. We we need to bring some old lines back too. So I was thinking like one of the they go, what's the matter with you, huh? Or like what's gotten into you? <laughs> what's like gotten you into like you? Meet it. Like shaking the, him by the shoulders. Like, What's gotten into you? Eh? Like the beginning, like when you were like any <laughs> sentence that begins with without a doubt, that's a good one. But like we need more of these like with the yeah, What's gotten into you? What's Snap gotten into you? Yeah. Snap out of it. It's also like one of them. Like, can you imagine if I actually looked you in the eyes, Craig, like and meant it? I was like, what's gotten into you? <laughs> I'm like, what are you, 90? Mister. <laughs> Mister. Mister. <laughs> what's gotten into you, Mister. Like a little kid walking into like a candy store and being like, hey, mister. <laughs> like that happened. Oh, that's that's the problem with the new generation, Craig. No one calls each other mister. No. That's if that were the big No problem. respect. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Should we just go and take Craig? Should we just start calling DK Mister? Mister. Mister, Mister. mister. <laughs> I was tell me about the war. 